Good morning. This is John Richardson speaking with you from Toronto, Canada. Today is, I guess it's Wednesday, the 7th of June, 2023. And on Wednesday mornings, I often have a, uh, a workout with the infamous Coach Coots, which often leads to, or increasingly so, leads to a podcast. So here we are today, the post-workout podcast with David Coots. How are you today? I think we just got a name for this right here, the post-workout podcast. The post-workout podcast, or things I, I learned, learned, things I learned during my training yeah. sessions, you know, etc. I love it. Yeah, I'm doing well, John. Good session this morning, and uh, I love how keeping you moving always seems to help, right? And the uh, more consistent you are with it, it just doesn't go away. Like I told you, you do that consistently, always and forever. And in the 90s, you'll be squatting, you'll be out running people because you're consistent, right? It doesn't go away unless we stop moving, right? Well, then we will not stop moving. That's the goal, right? Don't stop moving. Why would you stop? It's so funny. Well, you know, I, I, li I like the simplicity of that. I like the simplicity of that. Just keep on moving. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, uh, the Nike uh, just do it kind of idea, keep moving. Kind of like just, just move, just move, just, just move, move it, just move it. Yeah, just move. Have, have you thought of uh, you know creating sort of a some kind of a I wouldn't call it a video series, but some kind of a virtual presence where you know people wake up in the morning, the first thing they see is sort of move, just move, just move. You know, coots advice. Yeah. it's yeah. You know, it's not a bad idea for sure. P people need motivation, absolutely. Um, uh, I like the uh, the one I've used for years for myself works really really well. Getting to the gym um, is to just get there because normally once I get to the gym I do something I'm done I leave. I always ask people when was the last time you left a workout and you hated it you felt worse it was the dumbest idea to go and exercise. It, typically you're always going to feel better and if you can attach yourself to that memory then just get there. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely true. Well, you know, we, we were talking a bit, of course, about diet and all that, that sort yes. of stuff. And, you know, I was naturally astounded to learn that you don't eat chickpeas raw. But uh, yeah, and that's kind of how it started. Right. And uh, right away, I'm like, what are you eating? I'm always curious what clients uh, are mowing down on. And when I realized you're eating chickpeas from the can, I had to look it up again because I'm like, oh, they're good in fiber and protein, but there's some good stuff and they're a superfood loaded with potassium and b6 and magnesium and just a, a very very solid food very low on the sugar scale high in the protein scale um so yeah it's a great food to be snacking on well they're they're easy they're easier to eat you know i i only do well with very very small messages things like keep moving open the can you know like this is the level <laughs> of, that i operate on life right you know like if it gets too complicated i wouldn't be able to do it all right so yeah. there we have, keep moving and open the can. All right. But on the issue generally yeah. of diet nutrition, and we got onto the topic of calories. So I so thought- You like there's a coots on calories. Coots on calories, exactly. So <laughs> what are your thoughts on diet and calories and that sort of stuff? Well, I think it kind of went into, I wanted to give you a good message in case you had, you know, heard about calories all over the internet or in general, people chatting about calories. And I feel like it's not always the best direction to start with people trying to gain health, lose weight, whatever it may be, right? What we know about calories is it's a unit of measurement. 
right? So we use it to see how much energy did this food give us that I consumed? And we sort of add that up thinking, okay, when our calories are lower, we lose weight. And there's definitely some truth to that. You want to make sure that you're, you're eating for six people. You know, you're going to look almost the size of three or four people. But uh, so obviously eating less, counting the, the unit of measure. But I always love that uh, saying of quality over quantity. Because if we look at it where everybody's counting calories, chronic's trying to be focusing more on calories than anything, but quality gets overlooked. And if you ate uh, an entire chocolate cake, but you kept enough cake for the next day that you hit your calories, you didn't really do your body any service. You fed it crap. You didn't give it any nutrients. And that's kind of where we got in a bit of the conversation of, uh, yeah, calories are, are overhyped. Over, overthought is like the answer when realistically we should be looking at that uh, our main health tool, which is to increase the quality. Right? Okay. Um, so... Clearly, the chocolate cake is not quality. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I can't say for sure. What do you think? I don't know. I only open cans. If it's not in a can. Ah, a can of cake, one. then. Do they have chocolate cake, cake in cans? Typically, when it has cake attached to it, it's not good for you. A lot of people don't realize that pancakes are basically sugar and flour. and yet, But we fry a cake in the pan and still, it's still a cake. right? But yeah, cakes are not, uh, not great for you. But, you know, just sugar in general low processed foods, uh, crop low calorie, non-nutrient dense foods. If you're eating those, but hitting your calories, you're going to be very unhealthy. And I would say this would be probably something that most people wouldn't agree with in the, like the health and training, um, regimen of, I don't really count calories till I have to with clients. And you're like, well, that makes no sense. And maybe if I had somebody that clearly is overeating and we need to put that in perspective, but what I did people to do is to track their food. And then we talk about their food choices. And then I get them to make or try to get them to make better food choices until they're feeling happier, healthier. They're now re retaining nutrient dense foods. And a lot of times what we'll do is focus on balancing blood sugar and making the right food decisions. Once their blood sugar is balanced, they're like, hey, I don't snack as much. I'm not feeling as, you know, I'm getting more protein. So I'm a little more full. And, you know, they're starting to lose weight, feel better, get in shape. And I haven't counted a calorie yet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably something people don't think about when they're training clients. They're like, oh, yeah, where, where do we have? Yeah, well, 2,700, you're at the 33. For some people, that can be almost too stressful. And counting calories is doing the opposite for them and making them worse. Now, uh, on the issue of stress, okay, when, yeah. I think of, when I think of calories, I also associate automatically with weight gain, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's what society kind of tells I mean, you. Yeah, that, that's mostly the context that you hear that, right? Count yeah. calories, whatever. Yeah. But I will say this, that I have noticed that all you have to do is get on a plane and fly out of North America. And generally speaking, the people look a lot healthier. Yes. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of how we got started with our our uh, nutrition chatter there a little bit. You're like, Hey, why is everyone in Finland so healthy? And I said, well, you know what? I have family in Sweden and everything. If you go over to that part of the world, you'll start to notice they have higher regulations and standards than we do. For one, there's something they spray all over North American food called glyphosate. It's a horrible thing to put on our food, a fungicide herbicide, not good for the human body, but we spray it on everything over there. It's illegal. You're not allowed to even use it. So that's one crazy example. And I think what I told you is it gets even hard to find like craft peanut butter in the grocery store in some places because they just don't stock up on crappy quality or crappy foods. 
Instead, it's based on quality foods and um, and they have stricter rules, right? So they are your, your country is forced to eat healthier foods based on these stricter rules. I mean, do you, do you think it's that, that, you know, people outside North America have a specific consciousness of better foods or do you think it's just, you know, uh, the culture regulations, perhaps it's just the way that it works out. I mean, yeah, you nailed it there. I would say culture is a huge, huge thing. We're socially uh, get your Coca-Cola and, you know, you know, eat your whatever favorite foods as Popeye's chicken is every other commercial. Uh, people are constantly faced with these advertisements and it's tough. You walk by it, you smell it, you're like sweet. And those are the choices you make. Whereas me, you know, people love it. When you go to Europe, there's like a fresh, like homemade bakery where they use quality ingredients and, you know, real milk and uh, that kind of stuff is lost in North America. We try to make everything as fake as possible for as cheap as possible. And uh, it uh, affects our health. What do we know about longevity, expected lifespan in North America versus say, this is sort of an off the cuff um, podcast. I can give you a hundred percent numbers. But I do have um, old charts from 2010, 2011, something like that. And it was just obesity charts. And the craziest part was North America was fairly high, especially in certain places. But in the United States, obesity was through the roof. We saw uh, Texas was one of the bigger ones, some of the southern states. Um, and it was, it was blue and red. I remember that. And blue was bad. And you saw little specks of red because most of it was was what considered to be obese. And um, as we all know, obesity tends to reflect out towards health problems. And um, yeah, North America, especially America, uh, seemed to really hold that trophy. And nobody really cares, right? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think that uh, North Americans generally care particularly, do they? Well, they're, they're not told to care, right? Instead, all the ads and all the things they think their favorite uh, celebrities are doing, they're, they're following along with. Um, you know, they're also in sort of a society, we're in it as well, with medicine as sort of, you know, here's your pill. Oh, you have high blood sugar. Yeah, this, this, of course, this, of course, is, is, I think, a major, major problem. You know, this over, this over-reliance on, on drugs, right? Mm. It's just... And so we're talking calories here, but yeah, going down the drug idea is a whole other scenario. But in a sense, it has the same same message as what I'm giving here, which is like, eat, get it from your food, right? You can remove bad things for you and then add good things for you and help with your, your issues instead of relying on a pill that we don't really know yet what that does in 10 years or 20 years. Um, whereas you can always change to be healthier, more nutritious foods, spend some time fasting, um, there's a lot of things you can do naturally and the doctor's not going to tell you that, unfortunately. Well, the whole, I mean, I, this is a thought I have, uh, I don't know if you agree or not, but does this make sense to you that the medical model in North America is based on sickness and not on health, right? Mm -hmm. you know, the OHIP, you know, the Ontario health plan, for example. Yep. You, you go to a doctor when you're already sick, right? I mean, you know, as far as I know, people don't go to doctors to say, what can I do to stay healthy? Or maybe they do. I don't know. Do they? Sure. Well, they try to do checkups for that reason so that, you know, you see them not just because you're off, but because you're also just it's been a year or two and we need to see you. But I've also noticed that those checkups are pushed 
they're, they're just too busy. So you're not going to see them every few years now as opposed to every year. Um, and they don't really have as much time to see you if you have a cough versus if that person's dealing with lymphoma and these people are diabetic and there's a lot of sick yeah. people, right? So they're very busy. And so when you're really, really busy, you don't have time to sit down and open someone's refrigerator and say, this does that. And these are these have a blind. Instead, you, you give them what you're taught, first of all, and uh, you kind of hope that they can learn. But a lot of people stick with what they're doing. Sweet. I got a medication now. I just keep doing what I was doing. What are your thoughts on the relationship between extreme stress and weight gain? That's huge. Um, yeah, you and I did one uh, podcast not too long ago, and we talked a little about cortisol and stress being a big issue there. Stress shuts down everything. Stress will uh, bump your blood sugar. And we all already know that if we bump our blood sugars, we're going to end up either holding more fat or getting diabetic if it's too out of control. And high quality, high quality, <laughs> high quality stress, but high amounts of stress will do that over time, the way that it affects our blood sugar as well. Uh, it also can shut down our immune system, which is going to make us more sick. You have aches and pains in your body. Your stress is too high. You don't have enough stress to help. That is cortisol is kind of like a prednisone. It can work as an anti-inflammatory. So your aches and pains will be worse, right? And so definitely going to affect digestion and definitely going to affect uh, your body and obesity. Uh, I think I don't think it's talked about enough, uh, even though it's definitely a hot topic. Um, but yeah, if you could go into your, your doctor and be like, how do I reduce my cortisol levels? That'd be a great conversation to have. How would it go? Well, with your... I don't know how a doctor would do it, but if I were to say, hey, yeah, sure, how do we, of course, uh, reduce your cortisol levels? I'd probably just have four main aspects of the life. What are you eating? How are you sleeping? How's your digestion? And uh, how's your mental state? Right? We can nail all four of those to be a little bit better. Then your stress should be a much lower. We'll reduce stress from shitty foods. We'll reduce stress from not sleeping enough. We'll reduce stress from overthinking and being an anxious person. And if we can get those things in alignment, we can drastically reduce cortisol, which screws up everything. And we can have it for what it's needed for good solid energy when you want to work out or waking up in the morning because you your cortisol's up, right? And uh, yeah, that's kind of how I would do it if someone asked how do we how do I reduce my cortisol? So so we live in Toronto here, where um, you know a lot of people. Um, I wouldn't say that it's it's the uh, you know an extraordinarily stressful city to live in, but it is a big city with its level of stress, sure. horrible traffic, yeah, big city quickly. Um, it's an expensive city to live in. Um, inexpensive food is generally garbage food, the type of stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot of time to eat well and exercise, right? It takes effort. Absolutely. Well, it, it, it takes purpose. That's for sure. It takes purpose. I think you have to care about your health and that takes education. Really? Well, I mean, if you were to ask, people do you care about your health 100 out of 100 would say yes but that's yeah. not true is it oh they probably do care whether they take care of their health is another story. Ah, that's the difference yeah. Yeah. everybody cares but do they take care of it? well no i get to bed on time well they'll always tell you the thing ah, i always have this salad at what it's gonna call it and they'll tell you that one thing they know they do that's good for their health um or sometimes it's if they blow me out of the water with what they do. Like stuff with you there, I love how your accidental snack is an extraordinarily healthy one with a pile of chickpeas, right? Stuff like that. Perfect. Love it. Well, it's only because I didn't have a chocolate bar around. I don't believe that to be true. 
I've seen, I've known you so many years now, and every once in a while you've got freaking apricots and almonds, or you've got a, a can full of chickpeas, or you're filling the crock pot with basic vegetables and a chicken. No, uh, you're you're probably right. What I found is that, um, you know, as I sort of gone through life, I've naturally, fortunately, I think, just started to uh, like somewhat better quality food better than garbage. So I think I'm probably fortunate in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. Something in you was like, this is better. I know it's better for me. And you made that decision. These are the things I eat. Yeah, that's interesting. But, but boy, I can tell you, I think it is incredibly difficult to consistently eat well. I mean, I know so many people who go to such pains to make sure their dogs always eat organic food, right? <laughs> I mean, their dogs eat a thousand times better than they do. And costly too. Yeah, you get these. Well, that's right. Maybe, maybe what people should learn to do is eat the same way they feed their dog. What do you think? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, some people don't. I've seen people with disgustingly large cats, and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not working for your cat, right? So some people don't quite know how to feed themselves or their animals. Um, but you're right. It seems like they would normally give a little more attention to making sure their dog is super healthy and gets an omega threes, and they'll live on Popeye's chicken. All right. So let's move the discussion over a little bit. Uh, what sure, about man. vitamins, supplements? While we're into this whole this whole thing, I know that you are moving into supplements. Absolutely, for sure. Well, supplements are. Oh, people always tell you something that should supplement your food, and I, I definitely do agree with that. Um, making sure that, and it's the same with how I start with people in general. Let's not count calories. Let's make sure what you're eating first is nutrient dense and that you're getting what you need. Good protein, good nutrients, good antioxidants, quality fiber. Once that's sort of taken care of, then yeah, there may be a reason for them to use supplements. Maybe they were on a high sugar diet for years, never even ate fish in their life. And I'll be like, you know what? We need to get you on some omega-3 fish oil. Get your omega-3s up. I give that to most people anyways, but that'd be an example where I definitely wouldn't want to give them even more fish oil. Um, uh, other big ones, make sure you're on a quality multivitamin that just make sure you get all those small trace minerals, a little bit of zinc and all the things that do need to be in balance. Um, too much of one thing causes problems, body, body, sorry, is all about balance. Um, but yeah, those are some top two. I have definitely have. So, so what about, you know, you go into shoppers drug, or let's talk about, you know, the range of quality of supplements, right? So, you know, you go into shoppers drug mine or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. So you're going into shoppers. Um, it's tough if you don't already know what you're looking for with supplements. Like I've been using supplements for years and that is probably one of the biggest problems is that they're not regulated. So if a company comes out and puts a nice fancy label on it and it looks awesome, the guy's got a huge arm like this is how you get this huge arm. You're like, sweet. I'm going to take this supplement. Meanwhile, it's a sugar pill and maybe has one eighth of what they told you or what they get put in there is so old it's expired. I know people who've taken fish oil and tend to burp up a lot. A lot of times if you get in the fish burps, that, that's rancid fish oil. And so the, the quality is just not there for certain companies. So the first thing you want to know is like, what company is this, right? And you'll look at it and, you know, if you can, we all have our phones, you can quickly Google something. You'll be like, wow, what a reputable company, you know, made in Denmark. They spread out to China. They have all these companies that back labs that back. Well, have you thought of, of, of coming out with a Coots supplement line? The Coots brand? Yeah. If I ever did, it would have to be quality. And uh, oh, I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. For sure. But that just seems to not matter for a lot of people. They'll be like, yeah, whatever. We can use this and use that. Like, this is something you're putting in you all the time. It should be, should be quality. And 
Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'd probably have like the top five things people na- need, which I find is omega threes, vitamin D, a multivitamin, zinc, uh, and a lot of times B complex for people, B vitamins. But just the mainstream, you know, shoppers drug mart or uh, they can have it. That's the thing. So once you know what they're they okay for, or not okay, you can sometimes, and that's the problem. Shoppers drug mart will have twelve different brands, and their I can't own brand, their own brand. You know, their own brand. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say for sure, but I have a feeling they're not putting the same kind of effort as uh, you know, Metagenics Labs, for instance, uh, companies that work with osteopaths and regulate with nutritionists to give quality supplements. Uh, a lot of times, they'll cut corners. Right. Uh, you'll see a you know, high quality vitamin C and they, they use really crappy ascorbic acid. Um, I saw one uh, not long ago it was vitamin D. And I think they've gotten rid of this, but they didn't really realize that vitamin D2 was not absorbed very well. But that's what they sold the most of. And now then that disappeared. Now everyone buys vitamin D3, the most highly absorbed version of it. So stuff like that over time, people are like, oh, wow, this doesn't really work. You know, there's this. So you've got to really do a little bit of research. It helps. Uh, to ask people who, who know things about it or who are in functional medicine even or the best people to talk to. Right. And, of course, uh, you know, I think that that happiness is a huge barometer of all this too, right? Just, you know, general mental state. Well, yeah, you also said over in, when you go back to your story of going over to Finland there, you know, exercise is more common there. People are doing it regularly. They take care of it. They go for walks. There's way more cycling going on. Um, so that's another thing. We, we just talked about the basics of like eating healthy and getting exercise. They do both of those way better. And that can easily reflect to what we see over here in North America. Well, it's, it's just how they live their lives, right? I mean, exactly. Exactly. It's nothing to them. They don't feel deprived, but uh, they're getting the benefit from being in, in a healthier country. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I I do think that this this whole thing is general evidence of or more evidence, right? Of sort of I think a relative decline in North America. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's been going over and over again. You know, it's been popular recently on the internet is they keep showing pictures of beaches and large gatherings where people have their shirts off, like huge Woodstock kind of almost pictures, and like they play this game where like find an overweight person. And you just can't, most of them are in pretty decent shape and you just can't find anyone overweight. This is in the seventies, right? And now we're looking at it. If you saw a picture today, it'd be find the thin person, find the person in shape. We've done a complete reversal. And a lot of it is processed foods. A lot of it is uh, aiming for more sugars and starches and uh, being more toxic in general, being less active. And so we're just seeing this quick and fast reversal uh, in, in the body. I think there's absolutely no question about that. No question. Well, you'll see it. I'll find you one. I'll send it to you. It's pretty funny. You're like, yeah, that's crazy. That's just a random picture from a beach. And yeah, everyone looks in decent shape or at least not overweight. Uh, whereas that's it's not at all the case nowadays. All right. So let's say, as we sort of bring us to a close for today, if you were to give yes, just three pieces of advice, simple advice that anybody could follow. Sure. Keep well, on moving in the right direction. Just say three simple things anybody can do every day. What would they be? Three simple things to do every day. Um, take a few minutes, or not a few minutes, take a few seconds to think about what you're eating, right? Um, it's very, very simple, right? But like quality over quantity we started with for calories. So the more you eat quality food, the better you will feel, right? 
Um, if I go to what I've been working with one of my clients recently, I would say make sure you to get enough protein. That was such a big change for her to all of a sudden add some turkey and some meat here. And then she felt less hungry, more satiated. And of course, I know that's going to help with her physical activity. So get a little bit more protein. Um, and uh, we didn't talk about it at all here, but we we're talking about blood sugar. We're talking about balancing hormones. Get your sleep. Make sure you prioritize sleep in some sort of fashion. Uh, try to get to bed before 12, but aim for a good eight, nine hours if possible. Seven, eight, nine. Make sure that it's dark so that you're able to sleep without the TV on, whatever it might be. Good quality sleep. So yeah, quality nutrients, quality sleep would be huge for sure. You sound, you make it sound like how the cavemen lived. I know, right? And then I've got books over here called Paleo Diet and you know, I literally how it goes back to what did we eat and why do we eat things. But the paleo diet is, is a good idea, right? It's just going back to what earth gave us instead of what man has deemed as food, as a food flavoring. Here you are, tastes like food. Right. Oh yeah, I mean you know we destroyed the planet, we destroyed ourselves. It's like, <laughs> is, is there anything that man doesn't touch that eventually gets destroyed? Not if we can make money on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I think that's probably true. I agree. It's pretty. You know, another great discussion, and uh, yeah. you've got your your usual presence out there where people can find you and. Yes, yeah, they find you for more of that Coots wisdom. Yeah, yeah, they can come to coachcoots.com if they're interested in my services or if they want to just follow me in semantics. I'm Coach Coots on, uh, on, Inst on Instagram, but on Twitter, I am real Coach Coots. Uh, thanks to John here, making sure that uh, there is only one. There is only one Coach Coots. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Great discussion. And we'll pick great stuff up again buddy. soon. Thanks, David. 100%. Good workout this morning, too, there, John. We'll chat soon. Thanks. Okay, bye.